0: And welcome to Detention. Joining us this week for the politics and news edition of the Detention Podcast, we have Matt Gates and McCarthy, uh, President Trump and his lawyers for one more time, and then uh, shocker to us all—not really because it's in the part of the world where it shouldn't be a shock—Israel uh, and Hamas. Has Matt Gates ever struck you as just like a doll? He looks just like a like a
1: doll. A doll, like a fake doll, like he doesn't look real. Oh, well,
0: I mean, I wouldn't say a doll,
1: he kind of looks like a political cartoon, like, but in real life. I,
0: I totally understand what you mean by political cartoon, yeah, because he just has that face of like, I can easily memeify just, it. He
1: just has a big head,
0: too, yeah, and weird face, yeah, yeah, very punchable face, um, yeah, there you go. Um,
1: so, like, in most of the world, mm hmm. It's called corruption, right? Yes. In the U.S., we just don't talk about it.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: that's, that's my joke of the day.
0: What a great joke. <laughs> I mean, I was thought you were just going to say, you know, in other countries it's called corruption. In America, it's called every other Tuesday. But I mean, that too. Whatever you want to go with. Both work. So we're going to start off with talking about how uh, Kevin McCarthy was officially ousted. And did we not talk about that when it first happened? We like, talked about how it was going to happen, oh, right? Yeah. That Matt Gates was planning on bringing... The, Somebody in the Freedom Caucus. Well, he was just wanting to bring it to the floor of, like, we need to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. He wanted to bring it up for a vote, is what, yeah. is what we talked about last.
1: But when we talked about him, McCarthy, getting selected for the speakership, and Mm -hmm. he um, gave away a lot of his powers and met these demands from the Freedom Caucus. Mm -hmm. One of the things was that they needed just one person to bring it up.
0: Yes. Yep, and obviously Matt Gaetz is that person. Right. Did you hear as to maybe the reason why he specifically led the charge? Probably something stupid. It's really petty, way more petty than you would think it is. Is it like the Lauren Boebert and Uh, MTG? She's mm a bitch
1: because I wanted to...
0: Do I the mean, impeachment thing? It kind
1: of is, to All an right.
0: extent. So, like, to, before we even get into the reason, like, Kevin McCarthy being ousted, but the rumor is, is when uh, Kevin McCarthy was first made speaker, yep. Matt Gates approached him trying to influence him to uh, stop the investigations, the ongoing investigations into Matt Gates for his child sex trafficking, <laughs> and Kevin McCarthy's like, I literally cannot legally stop these ongoing investigations because they started before i got here so no i'm not gonna stop these investigations and that pissed off matt (laughs) gates so matt gates is like all right fuck you and now (laughs) he's just like i'm gonna oust you apparently that's the reason uh so super petty stuff
1: It's a very matt gates thing to do
0: isn't it uh so like we said he officially approached and made the vote to uh remove kevin mccarthy and i wouldn't say overwhelmingly but it definitely passed with majority which is all you need right um And Kevin McCarthy was officially ousted from his speaker role. It is the first time in American history that a speaker was removed by vote in the United States House of Representatives. So that's a pretty big precedent that has has happened now. Um, With the Freedom Caucus voting in favor with pretty much all of the Democrats, which is something that you don't typically hear often where the far-right-extreme Trump group voted with Democrats to remove a Republican. Um, weird they have da- one common goal. <laughs> yeah, Weird day in the news, but of course the Democrats are going to go for it oh, yeah. because it just makes the Republicans look fucking incompetent as hell. Weak and dumb. Yeah, and what's even more dumb is that the leading up to the actual vote and rumors swirling about whether it was going to happen or not, people were asking Kevin McCarthy of like, are you going to talk with the Democrats and make concessions to hold your speaker position? And he's like, no, I don't need to, but why wouldn't you is, is kind of like the amount of cockiness that dude had. And he, he totally believed that he was going to have Democrat backing to keep him in speaker.
1: He didn't have it to elect him. To yeah, a so
0: I don't know where he got this notion of like I don't need to talk to any Democrats and make concessions to keep my speaker role. They're just going to do their job because they don't want to make the government look incompetent. But the Democrats are very much in the line of like, well, we don't fucking care anymore because you guys don't give a fucking flying shit, right? And if it's going to make you look bad and make us look unified, why the fuck not, right? So it was such a dumb move on his part to well, not that- even talk.
1: They clearly don't like him, so why would they... Like, yeah, you could try to squeeze some stuff out of him, mm-hmm. but you're like doing deeds with the devil. I mean, for lack of a
0: better phrase, you know, but... Yeah, I'd say there are worse people in the Republican Party than him to do it, but it's like, it's like, come on the fuck on. Right. Like, if this were happening with Nancy Pelosi, she at least have the political wherewithal to be like, right. all right, well, I need to talk to fucking people. Right. So I don't lose my fucking position.
1: Well, and I mean, again, if the tables were flipped, Republicans would unanimously yeah, agree. So because they
0: fucking hate her guts, regardless, right? But and it's opposite party anyway. Yeah. So she would, but she would at least be like, I need to talk to some people because mm-hmm. she obviously understands the role and the significance of that position. And yeah, you are the majority party that's in control of the House, and that's your you're elected to be the leader of that party for that chamber of the Congress. Um, But I think she really understood like, well, yeah, but I'm also supposed to be somewhat unifying between the two Mm -hmm. and be a figurehead for this part of our government. I don't think Kevin McCarthy totally understood any of that. He just wanted to obviously have it on his resume. Yeah. And then I'm sure he was going to use it as a platform for some other office going forward Mm -hmm. in his career. But now I think all that's pretty much gone. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the other guy that was supposed to be considered uh, to replace him on the Republican side. Uh, Jim Jordan is currently the front runner. Um, The other guy, it's kind of weird. So these are Jim Jordan and the other person were the two front runners for who the Republicans were going to select as their speaker. Um, They fairly quickly moved off of Jim Jordan because they thought that he would be too divisive and they moved, they went with the other guy. Well, then the other guy completely dropped out of consideration because he apparently did some talking around and realized that he would not even have enough votes for the Republican party for them to nominate him to get into uh, an official vote for the entire house. So he's no longer even a part of it. So the Republicans just went like, okay, well we're just going to go with Jim Jordan now. Cause he's the only other person that we really had in mind anyway. And Jim Jordan is uh, a fucking crazy Trumplican uh, just like Matt Gates and Nolan Berbert and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. So I don't know how much overall support that he has from the entire Republican party, Um, and it doesn't sound like there's too much because they still haven't come to terms of how, or who they're going to select officially. And they haven't even decided when a vote's going to happen. And they haven't had a speaker for a couple of weeks. Um, I know the Democrats are obviously willing to let the Republicans take as long as they need, because it just makes them look worse in the long run. Um, and, but Democrats are making statements publicly that Republicans need to officially select someone we need to hold a vote. We can't just not have a speaker for a prolonged period of time uh, just because it makes the entire chamber function less effectively.
1: So the Republicans initially selected Steve Scalise.
0: There we go. Yeah.
1: And then that didn't turn out. And then Jim Jordan won over Adam Scott, I think is what his name was.
0: Okay. So they have officially selected who they're going to Scott put up for a vote. Is Jim Jordan?
1: He just says that he became the second nominated this week. Uh, they pick him for that was two days ago. Yeah, two days ago they picked him, Jim Jordan, to be the speaker. Now they're waiting to hear.
0: Do an official vote. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can guarantee all Democrats are probably going to vote against him. Oh, yeah. And I would hope because he's just that fucking radical that obviously I think the Troublinkins will vote for in favor of him, but maybe there's enough Republicans that are are against him that they'll still have a deadlock vote and he won't be approved. So they will have to go through the whole process again. I'm assuming that's what Democrats want to do, because again, I'm sure they want to point out how incompetent the Republican Party is right now. So who knows, but it's just funny. Because the whole story of how it started, McCarthy being the first one ever to be voted out of a speaker position, is hilarious. and Of that course it would be him, you know. Yeah, and um, they're just struggling to come up with a replacement. So it's like, again, perfect analogy for what we would do if we got rid of the Department of Ed. Let's do it. Let's just get rid of it. We hold the vote. It's gone. Well, now the fuck, what do we do? Right. You don't think that far ahead. I you mean, know, it's just
1: like any time you overthrow a government. Everyone's like, all right, we need something new and different. But they never think about what the new and different is and how to put it in place. And then once they overthrow it, they're like, oh, shit.
0: Shit. We let Mussolini in. Right. Yeah. So it just gets worse. We're Hitler. (laughs) We just let Hitler in. Things are bad. All right. Next thing we want to talk about is that Trump and his lawyers officially file a motion to dismiss his election interference case. So this is one of the uh, indictments that was handed down by Jack Smith from the Department of Justice, uh, specifically with the um, involvement that they're speculating Trump had with the overturning of the election leading up with January 6th. So Trump lawyers are filing a motion to dismiss the election interference case, citing that his lawyers claim that his, quote, absolute immunity from prosecution for actions taken while serving in the nation's highest office. So they're saying that because he was president, uh, he should be immune from having to be prosecuted for this crime, which I don't know if they've read the Constitution (laughs) or how it uh, functions, but no one's above the law, including the president. So citing that he has absolute immunity just because he held the highest office is not a good argument. Uh, Trump's attorneys contended that Smith, quote, falsely claims President Trump's motives were impure in that he, quote, knew uh, reports of fraud in the election were untrue. So that's uh, kind of a huge part for Jack Smith's case is that he's saying that Trump, one, knew that his election claims were false and that he acted on them in spite of that. His lawyers are contesting that he did not know that these were false claims and that it is impure to say so, um, and that because he was not 100% sure, we should not charge him for acting as such.
1: Legally, their case, if you can prove it, makes sense, because um, I, I'm, I'm no law guru. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a YouTube channel called Legal Eagle a lot, and the person on there is a lawyer who is has his bar degree in five different states in the District of Columbia, mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about stuff in politics right now with Trump, and one of the things that he says in a lot of different videos is in, if you really think about it legally, it makes a lot of sense, is what the... Um mental capacity of the person is, and the sad thing is if they can prove that trump wholeheartedly legitimately believes that it was um that it was wrong mm-hmm. i don't think he can legally be held accountable because you can lie all you want true now the issue is what he's doing because of the lying does break law but with what they were arguing is that he he fully believed that it was stolen. Mm-hmm. If they can prove that his mental capacity is that, they might have some argument.
0: That'd be, a, I think, a very hard stance to prove.
1: Oh, well, agree with the trying, capacity, oh, of, yeah. like the tenacity of this case. Because, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. again, that's a huge mountain to climb. If you're her, lo- his lawyers trying to prove like, oh, no, he truly actually honestly believed that all these different election things proving that he won and Biden was rigging it is real. I don't know how the hell you can even become close to showing a jury and a judge that like, oh no, he's he actually believes it. Trump can say he believes it all he wants, but the actions that he had leading up to it, the different conversations he was having privately with right. people very much indicates that he was aware. And well, he just chose to ignore.
1: It's funny because the same guy ranked Trump's lawyers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a ranking system that uh, video games and, um, uh, I lack a better term, nerd culture use. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes S, A, B, C, D, E, F. Yes. And he's like, they have no S tier. Oh, not, yes. a, not a one. I think they had, he used like one or two A tiers, uh, maybe a couple B tiers. And then, like most everyone else that has ever um, been on Trump's legal team was C or below. Oh, yeah. Like, I would argue that. They're all
0: dog shit. A lot of them were probably just absolute dog shit.
1: And I feel like he mentioned how one was on this case and they're in the E to F tier. Mm-hmm. So. Huh.
0: Uh, a quote from his lawyer says this. Quote, as the Constitution, the Supreme Court, and hundreds of years of history and tradition all make clear, the president's motivations are not for the prosecution of this court to decide, rather, whereas here the president's actions are within the ambit of his office, and in, he is absolutely immune from prosecution.
1: That is not true.
0: That That's what they're saying.
1: But it's not true.
0: Uh, they also made another statement saying that... Um, Or another claim saying that since Trump was not found guilty in his second impeachment trial in the Senate, um, this further proves his innocence (laughs) by saying, quote, the impeachment clauses provide the president may be charged by indictment only in cases where the president has been impeached and convicted by a trial in the Senate. Here, President Trump was acquitted by the Senate for the second course of conduct. The special counsel cannot second-guess the judgment of the duty elected or duly elected United States Senate.
1: You know what the difference between a
0: Senate trial and a federal trial is? The federal trial actually is legally binding. Exactly. One actually holds a sentence at the end of it. Right. As opposed to a Senate holding an actual investigation and then just right. recommending, hey, we need to get rid of this person. You
1: can argue that... A lot of the people in the House or in Congress are lawyers, which is great. But just because you are a lawyer does not mean you know the law. And I know that sounds really weird. Um, But most lawyers, when they graduate from law school, don't really know how to do trial law. They Mm -hmm. know like the base law, and most of them have to look up the laws anyway. Oh, yeah. Any
0: lawyer in any case has to go through a whole bunch of different legal precedents in order right. to find what they feel justifiable in their case.
1: So even if you say that they had a Senate trial with a bunch of lawyers on the Senate, that doesn't mean jack shit. It means yeah. diddly
0: squat. It's all, and that's another reason why we have a separation of the branches, right? right? Just because you have an, uh, a decision made in one branch does not absolve you from being investigated by another.
1: And you saying that he can't be, try it again yes he can because it is not a legal trial exactly it there's was a senate
0: there's no double jeopardy in play here exactly he can be after this case obviously whatever the ruling there is he can't be tried for that again exactly but for the senate they have no legal guide guide work or framework so there's no reason for how this would absolve him of any kind uh last major news topic that we want to talk about is the uh ongoing but very much now heavily escalated uh, war that is going on between Israel and Palestine Um, within a little over a week ago, so not this past weekend, but the weekend before, uh, a terrorist organization called Hamas, uh, which was the legally elected government body of the Palestinian people within um, the kind of state of Israel uh, did an ambush and a a terrorist attack onto Israel as a whole against the Israeli government uh, by trying to invade certain uh, parts outside the Gaza Strip uh, where a bunch of Israeli citizens were living uh, just to show their non-support of the Israeli government, which is, in my opinion, is the, is the Israeli government absolved from all um, fault in this? I would say no, because Benjamin Netanyahu, who is the vice, or not vice president, he is the prime minister of Israel, he was elected within the last year, is what we would consider here in the United States a far-right conservative, right? Just for his own political party in Israel. So if you put that American scope and lens over the Israeli government, you could say, okay, well, this guy's not the best dude to have in power just because he's fairly conservative and he probably has some fairly dangerous ways of handling international affairs. And there's already high tensions between Israelis and Palestinians anyway, so he's obviously not going to make things better. So, I don't absolve all fault for the Israeli government not making things better and potentially leading to this ongoing war that's happening now. However, I would also like to say that the uh, Hamas group is a certified terrorist organization by most world agencies, and the fact that they decided to initiate a war mainly targeting Israeli citizens and also making their own citizens, the Palestinians, more at risk for counterattacks by the Israeli government, also unjustifiable. So there is wrong on both sides, just the scale is different, but both groups are at fault, I think, in this war, just to get that out there. Um I know you don't necessarily know a whole lot on this.
1: I don't know nothing.
0: You don't know nothing? Dude, I, I know jack shit. I've, I've looked up the
1: issues with Palestine and Israel, and I'm not really sure what the fuck it comes from, except for like some religious thing from
0: thousand trillion years ago thousands and thousands of years ago basically so if you want to get and i was telling my hairstylist this because he we were talking about it this past week when he was cutting my hair because he didn't know much about it either but just being as a history person i can tell you kind of a historical background to why tensions are just high anyway between these two groups of people so you have like the original main birthplaces of civilization right in, in the world, uh, starting with Mesopotamia, which is between the Euphrates and Tigris River in yep. modern-day Iraq, mm-hmm. essentially. And you would have the Indus River Valley in India, and then you have, I forget the name of the Chinese civilization that started roughly around that same time. So you can make a direct correlation that the people from Mesopotamia would just become modern-day... Um, Palestinians who are Muslims and Arabs.
1: What makes you Palestinian?
0: Um, Palestinian would just be based off of the region that you were living in. So when the Romans first controlled this area in the Roman Empire, they controlled everything around the Mediterranean Sea, Uh right? Including what is modern day Israel and Syria and stuff like that. They called it, a different word, but it translated into Palestine. So basically the home of these specific groups of people. Gotcha. Right. That we call Palestinians today. Now, obviously thousands of years ago when these people were living there, um, a different civilization came forward, which was like the Egyptian kingdoms. They had a couple of different ones that kept rising and falling, but nonetheless, they were Egyptian. And from this group, you would have the Israelites, which were uh, another kind of smaller group of people that were also living within the Middle East, but mainly kind of around the Egyptian area where they're used as slaves, right? We've all heard that from the Bible. Once they left Egypt, they went to this place that is now modern day Israel, where Technically, Palestinians had already been living for a while, and they founded the city of Jerusalem with their uh, Mount on the High Rock, or whatever, where they were like, This is the kingdom for the Jews, essentially. And obviously, if you are a group of people claiming a certain area that others had lived on, doesn't make uh, the best situation for yourself. The Jews believed at that time, and they still do, that this is the chosen land from God to them. So they own it in God's word. And the Palestinians have different reason to believe, well, we were here first, so we have the original ownership of the land, right? After they initially built their temples in this uh, city of Jerusalem, it was destroyed by the Palestinians, So the Jews got kicked out of it for a little bit. Then they came back, built another temple. That one got destroyed. And then on the ruins of that temple, they, um, at this point now, would be um, Muslims built their own temple. So you have the Jews claiming land for this area for religious significance. You now have the Muslims who were technically... Religion took over these people, but the people themselves have been living there for a while, claim religious significance for this area, and they've just been battling over who actually should have control over it. That's the main basic rundown as to why there's such high tension. starts with religion, but now it's just gotten into after World War II, when most Jews in Europe were exterminated, you have the Zionist movement arise where... Again, there's this rebirth of uh, Jews believing that they need to have their own separate place for them because clearly in most parts of the world, and rightfully, I shouldn't say rightfully so, but seemingly to them that most of the world hates them because they just were literally tried to be exterminated again, and no country was really taking them in while they were being exterminated. So they felt like we need to have our own place. So the British, French, and U.S. governments set up this place called Israel, in the original Holy Land that they had created to then give them their own land. Which, again, you have people living there that aren't Jewish, called the Palestinians, and they're not necessarily happy that, again, these foreign governments are then forcing land to be removed from them and then given to the Jews who they've already had problems with for literal centuries. So that's the basic rundown Tensions have gotten worse. Of course this is a U.S. problem. Why wouldn't it be a U.S. problem? mainly a British problem. They're the ones that first told, so it's interesting. There's a letter, I'm forgetting the name of the letter, from a high British official that he sent to both the leaders of the Palestinians and to the Jews for the Zionist movement. He basically told them the same thing of, like, this land is yours and we'll give it to you. So they fucked up by telling both groups that we're going to give you this land. And then after World War II, these three governments just throw these people together and be like, all right, well, here's your land that we promised you. We just forgot to tell you. Oh, we said the same thing to the other group. So obviously people are upset for a reason. And over the years, the areas that were just designed to be Palestinian only were getting shrinked. Um and the only word I can really think of describing how that was been working is you've heard of gentrification, yep, right? So it's basically that, except instead of white people moving into black neighborhoods to make it better, quote unquote better, it's Israelis moving into Palestinian areas and then forcing the Palestinians out. So then you have, What They're called settlers, technically. They come in, they take the land from the Palestinians, they kick them out, creating more tensions. So this has been going on for decades. The Palestinians, who are living within the state of Israel, just in their own designated areas, have their own technical elections and their own governing body. As they should, because you don't want the Israelis to be in control of everything, especially for a group of people that they don't like. It's not the best idea. In 2006, they elected this group called Hamas to be their elected officials and their government body. Uh, They have not had a free election since 2006, because Hamas, like we said, is a terrorist group, and they have not allowed free and fair elections. So to an extent, the Palestinians are stuck with this tyrannical government that's highly volatile and violent and now they're facing the repercussions of it as they are trying to attack Israel and then Israel's counter and just killing a bunch of Palestinian civilians and stuff. So it's terror on both sides, in my opinion, just because these two groups of people have a very long complicated history. The, World governments do not know how to handle the nuance of these two groups, and it has been fucked from the start, and it just keeps getting worse. There's a quick rundown if yes. anyone wanted to know. So now you know. I just did a history lesson for Thank you, Cody. You, Mr. Miller. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I haven't looked into present numbers as to what the current. Death count is for either side. Last I knew, both sides were um, approaching roughly 2,000 deaths, many of which are civilian deaths. And like I mentioned, it's because of these two governments. It's not the people themselves. It's not the Israeli people, civilians, and it's not the Palestinian civilians' fault. It's just the fact that these two... Governments who are uh, completely opposed to each other are causing harm for their own civilians. And it's very unfortunate um, that it has to play out this way. And the area that's mainly under attack, the Gaza Strip area, is one of the most densely populated areas in the entire world. It's only... I can't remember what the actual stretch of mileage is, but it's not very long or wide in miles. And there's millions of people that live in that area. So it's extremely populated. And especially in the Gaza Strip area, 50% of the population is 18 and under. So if you hear a death count of like, well, the 2,000 Palestinians are dead because of this war, you have to assume 1,000 of them are younger than 18, which is... So heart-wrenching. Um, and not to necessarily blame it all on religion, but it did start with religion. And it's just getting worse because no one knows how to handle the actual nuance of it all. So it sucks. But obviously, uh, pay attention to the news. A lot of the more Western news agencies are completely blaming Palestinians for all the violence and totally disregarding the fact that the Israeli government is not the best government currently in that area to handle things. I'm not saying that there wouldn't be a good Israeli government that could handle things. It's just the current one that's in power is just not helping anything. So uh, take a lot of the things that you hear from Western agencies with a grain of salt because it's going to be favoring Israelis way more than his Palestinians.
1: Well, since we're already on the topic of far-right religious people, mm-hmm. I'll just go into my surprise topic. All right. Cool. A I don't have a name for it. A far-right Christian nationalist Republican state lawmaker in Pennsylvania is citing the Bible to explain that her vote well, explaining her vote against legislation. She is quoted saying, so her name is Republican, not Republican, well, she is Republican. Representative. Yes. Stephanie Borowitz. And she is quoted saying, when Democrats are pushing bills like banning gas-powered mowers and gas-powered stoves in New York City, all under the name of climate control agenda, we can all see what's really going on here. The truth is... Um, is in Genesis 8.22. It says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. I'll say that again. Will never cease. Of course, we are to be good good stewards of God's creation, but not through forceful climate control global agenda. Hmm. Which brings up to me a lot of questions. That is true. If all these things are in good health, mm-hmm. they are on the tour. Duh, That makes sense. The thing you're not understanding is that we have scientifically proven that we have a huge hand in how that works. True. So, if we can be responsible for it, we need to be responsible for it. And currently we are responsible for the decline of it. How about we try to be responsible for the increase of it? That's a mind-blowing concept that you are completely ignoring. You can't just pass it off and say God will take care of it because we have proven time and time again with science as to God doesn't have control over these things. For an example, I've actually had this discussion with a couple people. You look at just breaking down religion, right? Over the course of history, things have changed in religion. You've had deists where you look at the Roman and Greek um, empires, Mm -hmm. they believed in multiple gods doing multiple things, right? Zeus controlled lightning, Poseidon controlled horses and sea. Like, there's so many different gods who control different things. Yes. Whereas now we have one god who controls every single thing. So even if we take away the deist part and we go with the one deity and say that god controls everything... Well, we used to think that Gotti was mad at us, so he created a bunch of big storms. Well, the older our civilization has gotten and the farther we have advanced, the more technology and science has showed us.
0: Nope, there's a reason for that. Exactly. So I would like to bring up her weather storms. It's not God being mad. Right. That's just a certain number of electrons in the air. Right. My point being, we
1: have to do better. We can't just chalk it up to say, well, God says the earth is going to be fine, because as long as these things keep happening, we'll be fine. Yes, that makes sense. But these things are declining because of us. Yes. So the reason these policies are happening is because we see, oh, we need to do better. And you're just like, nope, God's got it. Clearly not. Whether or not, in your personal opinion, that we don't have a say in this, well, then God needs to do better about it.
0: Something. And I hate that because it's just passing on for future generations, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. where clearly in our, maybe not even so much in our lifetime anymore for what their projections are, but for hers, maybe. uh, I'm assuming she doesn't anticipate being alive for the worst stuff to come that is being projected to come. So she just doesn't even care. I mean, I think that's what a lot of old Republicans in just our federal government now think about this, of like, well, I'm going to be dead in the next five to ten years, so this shit doesn't bother me. Why would I care what the climate's going to be like when I'm already going to be dead before it gets to its worst? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very dangerous mindset, obviously.
1: Terrible mindset.
0: And with her just being a religious fanatic, I think that's just another way of her excusing herself. To have to do any type of real change, because she thinks God will handle it, but she won't be alive in order for her sh- to see God handle it. So right. it's not her concern, and it's going to be ours and our kids and our grandkids concerned because she <laughs> it
1: makes it that far. If it
0: makes it that far, because she's just not wanting to actually do anything about it. So
1: it's funny because this world has existed for trillions. In trillions of years. Not
0: trillions, but billions for sure. The Earth? Yeah, 4.5 billion years. Okay. My bad. (laughs) I'm wrong.
1: But the amount of time that humans have been on the Earth, I've seen it multiple times. Like, we amount to seconds.
0: Yeah, in the grand scheme of Earth as a living thing, it would be like And look how quick it took us to fuck it up. Yeah. You know, it happens when you dig fossils out of the ground and burn them. And then you have no way of cleaning up the air or the... And I don't know much about of.
1: Native American
0: history and
1: their belief system. Mm-hmm. But, and this could be easily considered as racist, but from everything that I... Choose that I've, it carefully. Right. Everything that I've gathered is that they believed heavily of giving back to the land. Like, you take from the land, you give back to the land.
0: You only take what you need, too. Exactly. Yeah.
1: This should have been a concept that we keep using, Mm -hmm. right? I could be way better about it. I try to recycle as much as I can. I try to do what I can. Obviously, I still have to drive to and from places. I could drive less, you know. But we don't do enough to give back to the earth that is given to us. Mm -hmm. We need to be better. Yeah. We need to develop that mentality of understanding how sacred and important our earth is. And people like this are just like, no, it's for, it's for us. God gave it to us. Sorry. My personal opinion. No, he fucking didn't. Cause a, there's no such thing, but B that's very stupid to just give it to somebody with no rules and recollection of you shouldn't, you shouldn't appreciate this. Yeah. Like and if, even if you want to go with the religious aspect of right. This is God's creation, and you are, you are a believer in God, you follow God, you know, you do whatever you do in the name of God. Why are you not, you know, protecting and admiring
0: his probably greatest creation? Yeah. That seems like you're a bad Christian. Well, yeah, I, and, right? I mean, that is hypocrisy in itself. But go back to, like, the Native American model. I mean, they had God's. They were just ingrained with the earth, and they respected the earth because of that. Right. Yet, for some reason, we'll have one God in Christianity, um, and you say you respect him, but you're not respecting him enough to take care of the thing that, like they said, he gave us. Right. So it, yeah, doesn't make sense.
1: You jump on your children
0: when they tear around your house, but you're destroying yours. Exactly. Right? Right. I'll punch a hole in your wall and see what how you feel about that.
1: Right, And that's what we're doing
0: Is in it? our ceiling. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't have a surprise topic because I just wanted to talk about the Hamas thing. So that'll wrap up this week's episode of the Politics and News Edition of the Detention Podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please spread the word and encourage others to listen as well. You can follow us on Twitter at DetentionPod1, or you can send us an email at DetentionPodcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, You can listen to The Detention Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And with that, your detention has been served. We will see you again next week.